Happy Saturday, everybody. It is August 21st, 2021. I am Steven Mielhausen from DAZN. Happy to bring you, and I keep saying the word happy because I am very happy, to another edition of the Walkway to Fight Club. And I was going to do this podcast last night, but I was extremely exhausted, and that's no excuse. But it's been, I'm, my tank is nearing empty is now I am in my fifth day in Las Vegas and I'm looking forward to coming home, seeing my wife, seeing my boys as my oldest man. He kicked some booty today in soccer, two goals. He tells me three, my wife tells me two and my co-head coach. The guy I coached the team with um, said it too as well. So I, I just laugh and it made me sad because the only bad thing about this gig, and this is the only bad thing, I am blessed to do to do this and it boggles my mind that someone pays me money to travel the country and travel the world and cover fights and wrestling matches and it's still kind of I, I gotta wrap my head around it once in a while and remember how blessed I truly am because I know there's a lot a lot a lot a lot of people in this world that want to do it and don't get that chance and I I'm lucky and I really mean I count my blessings every single day every time I talk to somebody shoot something write about it talk about it but I am so blessed and so honored. And to me, this is, it's all fun. You have fun doing what you love to do. It's not really a job. It's really not. But the only bad thing about it is the travel. And I've enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed over a year and a half of being home. Actually, I hadn't been on the road longer than that. It was a couple years. And it was right before my youngest was born. In June of 2019, so I think it was like around like May of 2019, somewhere around it. Just didn't want to go on the road. I wanted to be home for my wife. I wanted to be home for my kids, and the job didn't require really any travel at that time. I, I turned down a lot of trips, you know. But then something I'm going to reveal in a couple weeks now involves me getting on the road more and. That's why I'm here. I was supposed to be at Fury Wilder until that got to three and that got postponed. And, you know, this has been, it's weird getting back out here. It's a lot different, you know, especially with the mask mandates and everything, which, I, you know, and I'm more this is not going to be a political conversation, but, you know, that, you know, COVID's changed the world, good, bad, or indifferent. And, but I'm honored to do this. It's, I kind of, I still have to wrap my head around it sometimes. And, but <laughs> the gas, the tank is getting empty. It's been a lot of media this week, a lot of writing, which is fine. You know, that's the gig. I love it. But, you know, and it's easier when you're at home and you can do this and you can kind of, you can kind of relax a little more here. You know, you're on the road, you really can't. And that's okay. You know, I got to recondition myself, and that's the one thing I've realized. I got to lose a few more pounds, and then I think that's part of the issue, too. And 
but I'm ready. And I'm ready to see. I can't wait till I board that plane at 9 a.m. local time to head back to Chicago. And give my wife a hug and a kiss. Give Squeeze my children as hard as I can. And watch. I'm going to watch the Paw Patrol movie. And I'm going to be non-existent for three days. It's going to be leave me the hell alone. I will work until that plane is about to land. And that's how I view. That's how I really view it. Once that happens, you will not see me. I will be off social media. You will not hear me. I will not do anything. I'm going to get all my work done <laughs> after the fight and tomorrow. But it's been a great time. I, you know, And I'll do a, a podcast after, after everything, and we'll talk about it more tonight. But it's been a great journey so far. Check out The Zone. I got stuff with Manny Pacquiao. You're done. I got... My chat with Manny Pacquiao, my chat with Udonis Ugas, and all some of the news that, you know, big news that's really come out of the week. Um, check out how to watch the card tonight. I did a, a CEO, I did a fight preview early in the week. Check that out. I did a SummerSlam preview at the beginning of the week. Check out my interview I did with my, my Q&A with Samoa Joe, who headlines the NXT TakeOver show on Sunday night against Karrion Cross Had a great time at WWE Media Stuff Thursday and yesterday. I got an article with Drew McIntyre. A good interview with Drew McIntyre. And, and, you know, I always talk to Drew, but it's like there's always something to talk about. And it was really cool to talk with Drew and get some thoughts with him on a few different things, you know, about gender about his year so far. And then a good chat I had with, you know, I had some good chats at the media day on Friday with Jinder Mahal, with Dewdrop, with Sheamus, and an interview with the almighty WWE champion. The audio I will put up right before, and this is bad timing on my part, but I'll put that audio, was going to put that audio up, but, I'm going to hold that back. I'd rather put stuff with Seamus because that's more timely and stuff like that. So there'll be audio up next week with Seamus, Drew McIntyre, and Dewdrop. But I wrote an article earlier today with a very candid chat with the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. So just make sure you head to, and I always want to give proper credit. Go to thezone.com forward slash en for the little hyphen thing, the little slash thing across US. So make sure you guys uh, do that. And I want to make sure I will do it justice one more time. Thezone.com forward slash en hyphen US forward slash news. Don't ask me why. That is the case. I don't have. Don't have all the answers to that, but that will hopefully be rectified sooner rather than later. But now it was good to good to reconnect with Bobby. It had been over five years since I had talked to Bobby Lashley, so it was good to reconnect with him and talk about a, you know a couple different things. But all that aside, I want to thank everyone. You guys are just blowing my mind away. You check the downloads. You guys are just. And everything with Bill Goldberg. So it means a lot. Another huge download a day yesterday. 
I haven't checked today, but I, I checked like right before my head hit the pillow last night. And I just want to thank you guys. And I'm tickled. The fact that anyone listens, it is fucking awesome. So thank you guys so much for that. And I usually don't swear. I try not to on podcasts. But it really means a lot from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it means more than you guys will ever, ever understand. Um, yeah, it's getting a little emotional there. But don't forget, it's easy, it's simple. Subscribe, review, subscribe, type in Walkway to Fight Club. Ton of cool interviews. Bill Goldberg, Jake Paul. Oh, we, you know, we can just, re- I can stop right there. Drew McIntyre, the Young Bucks, John Moxley, Virgil Ortiz, Corey Sanhagen, John Moxley. You know, just check it out. The tons and tons and tons of cool stuff in the archives, guys. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Yes, I'm taking it after tonight. I'm going to work a half day tomorrow, and I am done till Wednesday. I'm like, I got to. And then it's off to cheery old Cleveland. I want to bash out here from Cleveland because I like Cleveland, Ohio. But I'm heading to Cleveland, Ohio for Jake Paul, Tyrant Woodley. Showtime pay-per-view next Sunday. A fight pay-per-view on Sunday. Not used to that one. So I will be leaving very early Thursday morning to head out to Cleveland. It's going to... <laughs> really gonna test my metal, but it's gonna be a good drive. I, I, I like driving because I like to relax, and my wife's mad about that. But hey, crap happens. But don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Just subscribe, hit that subscribe button, leave a nice kind review, give five, leave, give a five star rating, leave a nice kind review. Unless I really suck, you guys can just say, "Hey, this shit sucks. This is what you need to do to improve." But I hope you guys don't say that because I, you know, I feel like the content is kicking butt, taking names, and we're available everywhere, guys. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart—you name it, we're there. And all, and really, Android has a lot of different podcast apps. I've kind of learned this as I look through the numbers, and it's like I didn't realize Android had that many podcast apps. So that's pretty cool. So I, you know, that means a lot. That's greatly appreciated as well. I know you guys really don't want to sit and like hear me babble. Let's talk about uh, what happened like on Friday night and the return no one thought would happen happened. Former WWE champion, the longest reigning, and I'm going to clarify, the longest reigning WWE champion. Since Bruno, since Hulk Hogan in this generation, CM Punk returned to pro wrestling after over 20, God, what was it, 2,700 days, over seven, over seven and a half years he last appeared at the 2014 WWE Royal Rumble, quit the next day. It's so convenient he quit in Cleveland and I'm heading to the queue. I'm heading to Cleveland. And that's called the Rocket Mortgage Loan Arena or something of that nature. I still call it the queue. Because if someone was, I was talking to some colleagues, I said, hey, it's still the queue. Yeah, it's, and you're, they're, they're definitely right. It's definitely the queue. 
But he, CM Punk made his wrestling return. He's in AEW. He appeared on Rampage. Man, talking to people that were there, the roof just blew off that place. You know, talking to people there, like the chance starts on probably about a half hour before Rampage started, which was 9 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 7 Pacific. But the pop was just, they're like, they had never... Talking to a lot of people there, the central theme was they'd been to a lot of wrestling shows, a lot of sporting events. They never heard anything that loud. Now, I want to give full transparency. I didn't get back in time to catch the show live. And this is why. I st- The Las Vegas Fight Shop used to be right on the strip, but going south. So it was a 20-minute walk. The location changed. So I Google mapped it, and I'm like, all right, cool. And I said, like, 20 like 25 minutes. I'm like, I can walk 25 minutes, whatever. I My, my fat ass needs the exercise. It took me over an hour. It was farther than that because it said it, I had it under drive and not uh, walking. Boy, was that a hike. I Uber, I lifted that, that back. I had the sweat coming out of my nice uh, peach polo. I had the sweat in the crotch. Man, that wasn't, it just wasn't fun. The walk sucked. But I will say though, Las Vegas Fight Shop is the jam. I could have spent a lot more money than I did. And my wife should be very thankful that I did not just blow my load. <laughs> and charge that credit card more. I was very good. And I, you know, and I want to, because I got a, I got an old school retro macho man Randy Savage shirt. I got um, a CM Punk shirt, which I thought was amazing. And, uh. A uh, retro Shinsuke Nakamura New Japan King of Strong Style shirt. It's like, I'm wearing that punk shirt at home, man. I am. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, I already know what I And I'm not a guy. And this is like the influence of my wife. I just wear whatever. Um, but if you guys are in Vegas, check out also. That always, I always recommend it. Anytime you come to Vegas, I tell my wife, you, got, you have to hit the fight shop. And I went with a colleague, and we had so much fun. I was, I was like telling him, I'm like, man, I could have spent another couple hundred bucks. Got three awesome shirts for like, with tax was 90 bucks, which wasn't bad. Um, but also here in Vegas, it's, and luckily I'm staying in the MGM Grand, and they have the WWE shop. And, man, they got a lot of cool apparel in there. WWE went all out, and I, it's so cool. I got a couple things for me. I got a yeah, I got a shirt for me. I bought a Roman Reigns shirt. I had to. I bought a shirt for my little guy, my my oldest. And then I got a bear for uh my youngest. Because they didn't have no like one two T, three T, four T. It was just like small, youth small. I'm like, oh come on. Um but no, WWE apparel shop man, and they got the superstore here, it's freaking awesome. 
Um, but back to Siana and how we went, I went off there. So, I didn't get back in time. Because I didn't want to get food. And the food place took forever to make, like, eight wings. And we have, I mean, but they, um... I'm losing my mind here. I just saw something. But they uh, they gave me extra wings, which was nice. Instead of eight, I, they gave me like 15, which, which was cool. But I missed the beginning. I missed it. But I was watching videos. I was following people on Twitter. But then I watched it live. I watched it after. Because the way it goes here in Vegas is I don't have the – I didn't get – I don't have the East Coast feed. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it on the internet. And I tried. But it was a little – it was the stream was okay, but I mi I had missed that whole segment already. But I re I watched it when it was on TNT here in Vegas, and good lord, I've always been proud to live in Chicago. Where I was born, I've been born and raised. That's where I'm raising my kids from the sub. I'm from the suburbs, but I consider I always see where you're from. I always say I'm from Chicago. I'm only 20 minutes away from Chicago. I'm not like four hours away i am literally 20 minutes away from chicago and i'm proud to be a chicagoan and i've said it to people in wwe this week i've said it to people in the e, uh, aew in the past there is no town like chicago chicago is such a unbelievable sports town to begin with we love our we, we live by the Bears, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls, the Blackhawks, the Fire. We live through the major sports. We do. And but pro wrestling, it, just, it brings out a whole new breed. And I know I criticize wrestling fans, and I do. And it, in the beginning of all this, I, I've always been a wrestling fan. Watching, I started watching when I was five with my dad, you know, and then we would order the pay-per-views and he would take me to wrestling shows and, you know, I fell out of it for just a, a bit. It was only like about a year and a half. I was like 12, 13. I was going through that like awkward phase and then the NWO reeled me in, Stone Cold reeled me in, and then I've, I haven't stopped. And now I get to do this for a living, and it's amazing. So I kind of look at it, and look at it in a couple different pairs of glasses, I guess you can say, the fan perspective and the media perspective. But Chicago showed out. And I know people traveled from different states to come to the show. I I asked people at AEW that, and they they confirmed that with me. And you all showed out. I'm proud to be, and I was already proud. But CM Punk, yeah, does he have the greatest rep in the universe? No. We'll be honest about it. We'll call it, we'll call it like we see it. And then we're gonna, I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be honest about it. I've always been a fan of him because he's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. But the thing I respect about him the most is... What you see with him is what you get. Good, bad, or indifferent. 
You don't have enough of those genuine human beings in pro wrestling. You know when someone's giving you a line of crap and you know when someone's just being honest and speaking from the heart. And every time I've talked to him, he has been. And I remember in particularly right after the trial, I talked to him. I covered a couple days of the trial. And I talked to him right after. And we were <laughs> right outside the courtroom. Me and him talked for a minute, a couple minutes. And then we talked in the elevator. And A, he was relieved. Yeah, he won. But it, that, that chapter of his life was over. And I remember thinking to myself, I just don't ever see him coming back. And he always poo-pooed it and everything like that. But Tony Khan wanted this guy. This was the number one guy on Tony Khan's hit list. Before the Young Bucks, before Kenny Omega, Cody, John Moxley, this, Miro, this was his guy. He saw something that no one else, I'm not going to say no one else, that most people in the hierarchy in WWE didn't see because he didn't fit the WWE model. And he still got over to the umpteenth degree, and that's why you see guys like Kevin Owens, a Finn Balor, a Sami Zayn, a Samoa Joe, a Seth Rollins, Moxley when he was there. The reason those talents have succeeded his, and it went there was because of Daniel Bryan's another one, because of him. And I don't think he gets enough credit for the way he changed the wrestling landscape then. Yeah, you can say the pipe bomb promo, and he got a lot of buzz. And WWE cut it off right at the head because it wasn't part of their plan. Which, that's for another conversation. But he walked out. You hear cult of personality. It only had to be cult of personality. And it was amazing. Good gosh. The pop was deafening. I've re-watched that opening of him walking out. Getting into the ring and I'm going inexplicably, by the way, to commercial. I do not understand that one. I'm still, that's the only bad thing. I thought, and maybe this is being nitpicky. But it is the only bad thing about that whole entire segment, which went over 20 minutes, was that. And I still scratch my head at that. But. I've watched it like 50 times. I was telling our friend that we were just like texting. And before I hit record, I'm like, I've watched it over 50 times. I'm not going to lie. And every time I've watched I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps right now talking about it. It was a historic moment that I don't think will ever. I don't want to say ever because ever is such a. I don't think we will see something like that for a while. The type of pop, the genuine emotion from the crowd. And something you don't see. The genuine emotion of him. I've seen it with him. I was with him right after the trial. And we were, we talked for probably, yeah, we did like a three-minute interview. But then we we were walking in the elevator. We I think we talked for like another five minutes after that. We talked for about ten minutes total. You can just, the genuine emotion then to now. And you can just see it, the glee in his eye. He was shocked by the reaction. You could see the tears in his eyes. 
you could tell just the moment got to him in a good way. Because I don't think he ever expected. I'm sorry for all these little noises in this hotel. I don't know. What, I love the MGM Grand, but these noises are a little absurd. And I greatly apologize. But you can just hear it. You can feel it. He's giving hugs. Did a little mosh pit thing, which was pretty cool. Jumping into the crowd a little bit. That was pretty badass. I'm just He cut a great promo, uh, which wasn't a shock. Put over to AEW talent. He took a couple. He took a stab at WWE, which was rightfully deserved. But the crowd was wonderful. I thought the commentary team of Jim Ross, Excalibur, Taz, and Mark Henry, I thought played that perfect. They didn't say a word. Until after, I think it was for about two minutes. And it was well done. Let it breathe. The fans will tell the story. Let the fans tell the story. And that's what they did there. It was very, very intelligent. Um, so that was extremely well done. And, you know, the promo was great. And, he, you know, the feud and I had reported, you know, Darby Allen was the direction. And Darby Allen came out with Sting, and they were in the rafters in the United Center, and you know, punk, they're gonna wrestle it all out. It's first, and I like the little jab at the end. I'm pay per view. I just that little jab, just at the end of like it's on pay per view. I might get a cut of that. And you would have to think he headlines. I think that, that match. Is then and it's no offense to Kenny Omega and Christian. I think that's going to be a Christian Cage. I think that's going to be a great match. No offense to the Young Bucks against either Jurassic Express or I think it's going to be the Lucha Brothers. The winner of that tag match, um, steel cage match. Um, whoever Moxley faces, Jericho faces, MJF faces. This is about CM Punk. This show is all about that. And I'm very intrigued on how they're going to build it, how the buildup is going to be, how they go with that moving forward. So I, I just think that is extremely interesting. I'm just waiting to see how all of that is going to play out. So Because I think that's going to be extremely interesting. But I would headline with that. People are... Buying the show. People got tickets for the show based on him wrestling on the show, having his first match. And I got to do the math in my head here. And I'm bad at math. E4, B, 90, nearly 92 months. <laughs> Think about that. That's a long time. He's been doing the wrestling show. He's been he's been doing heels. I know he's he's been training. Fightful Select reported he's been looking really good in the ring. It's different than actually being in a match. I'm I'm so intrigued on how and Darby Allen's the right guy. Darby Allen's a star. A loss doesn't hurt Darby Allen at all because he's still over like Grover. And he's been getting a lot of big wins. So if he's got to eat a pin here, the match is going to be very good. 
You send the crowd home happy, and I think that's the match they have, and I think that's going to really help Darby Allen. I really do. But an iconic moment we saw last night, and if for some reason you guys haven't seen it, please do. AEW's got it up on their YouTube. People got videos all over social media. So if for some unknown reason you've been living under a rock, Check it out. Just check it out. That's all I'm going to tell you guys. A once in a lifetime. Once in, those are one of those once in a lifetime moments. One of the best moments I've seen in wrestling in a very long time. Like the John Cena thing when he returned at Money in the Bank. Don't get me wrong. I got up out of my chair. I had some goosebumps and I popped. No doubt. This was a bigger moment than that. Because you knew one day John Cena was going to come back. And don't get me wrong, I like the way WWE has done the program, and we'll get into that in a minute, but this was definitely a bigger moment, hands down. And kudos to Tony Khan, kudos to CM Punk, and CM Punk got his ice cream bars, and that is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> That's just awesome. Who doesn't love a good ice cream bar? But CM Punk, Darby Allen, all out. From the sold-out Now Arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, I will be there as media. I'm looking forward to it. That will be the last <laughs> three events, man. But luckily, that event is at home. And there's no big media. I got to go to one media thing like that Wednesday before Dynamite. And that's it. I get to go to the show and then do my thing. And then I'll be home I'll cover all out that Sunday, and it'll be a wrap. And I'm off for two weeks, and we'll talk about that more in a couple weeks. But want to get to really quickly, want to talk about SummerSlam, and I want to thank WWE again. WWE has been spectacular this week. And, you know, giving me the interview last week with Bill Goldberg, which you guys heard the audio, and I had an article on that at the beginning of the week. The audio, the full audio is in the Archives Act. Came out on Wednesday, giving me Samoa Joe. That article it went off yet Friday morning. You can catch that also on thezone.com forward slash en hyphen us forward slash news. Good chat with Joe. Um, then you know I did the tryouts, which I thought were, that was so cool, just to watch the process. Of how these, how they pick superstars, and watching them cheer each other on, and not wanting the other to fail, and I, I just sincerely thought that was so cool. Loved it. Really, 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 really loved it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was that was really neat. I thought that was freaking fantastic. Um. And, you know, just Triple H describing the, the the process that they're now looking for. And, and it's good, bad, or indifferent, you know. And, and I was saying this to a couple people, and I said this to someone in WWE on Thursday. I'm like, nothing wrong with If you want guys that are big, yeah, but you don't want them Omos big. If you can get them... Like Drew McIntyre height, 
Anything above that, I think, is a bad idea. But Drew is also a rare breed and a type of athlete. But if you can get a good athlete that looks like that, around that height, and you get a good build, and it's got a look, okay, I get it. I, I get the wrestling thing of larger than life. But the problem I have with that also, if you can get there, cool, yeah, you want, because you want that look, of, that aura, like walking through the airport, they say, and it's like, oh, man, holy cow. Or you watching TV, or you're walking down the street, or whatever it is. But there's nothing wrong with just the wrestler, somebody that looks like a Seth Rollins, a John Moxley, a Brian Danielson, a CM Punk, Young Bucks. Drawing money is drawing money. Size in this business shouldn't matter. Long as you have the believability, you cut good promos. In ring work is more important than I think WWE wants to give it credit for. Good wrestling and believable stories. It's all people want. People don't want their intelligence insulted. You know, I think that's where Vince has lost sight sight of to be honest i've said that to people in wwe and then they're not shy they don't they believe it too but you know and then everything yesterday when i we, i talked about media day earlier just the way they had that run was so well done some really good conversations with people in the media that i hadn't seen in a while particularly i want to you know i'll call them out because i mean i consider them friends andreas hale one of my best friends in this industry um, Connor Casey, I mean, I want to give Andre Hill credit. Combat senior editor of Combat Sports for Sporting News was my boss at Sporting News in the zone before. Now he's back at, just at Sporting News. The managing editor, managing editor of Fightful, the one and only Sean Ross Sapp, and Connor Casey, the lead editor for ComicBook.com and their dub in their pro wrestling section. And good to see them. See everyone WWE, all the DAZN, some of the DAZN PR people went to WWE. It was like, whoa. So it's good to reconnect with some of those guys. Um, but no, they had that well done. The talent was great. You know, they're under like a tight window. They got to do all this media. But you know, man, how they do it, I don't know. I give them so much credit. But first class all the way this week, this last eight days with the, my experience with wwe so look forward to that continuing in the future they got a lot of cool stuff coming up they're coming here in december you got the royal rumble which is i asked about st louis they told me they didn't know it hasn't been decided i don't believe them but okay i I will i'll take their word for it because i can only go by what they say um we're talking about SummerSlam, Allegiant Stadium. I'm so upset I'm not going to be able to be in the stadium. But for anyone that is, enjoy yourself. It looks, on paper, I'm really looking forward to only really the top three matches. I'm really looking forward, actually four matches. I'm looking forward to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I'm really, really, really looking forward to Seth Rollins and Edge. I think that's going to be the match stealer. That's going to steal the show, I feel like. I think Bobby Lashley and Bill Goldberg, if you love high-octane, hard-hitting, that match is going to be off the charts. It reminds me of, like, Goldberg-Brock from WrestleMania 33. I can really see it being like that. And then Roman and John Cena, that's going to be 
that's the main event rightfully deserved. I think both guys have really just both guys have just been it's been next level stuff. It really has. And the only thing the only thing I have not liked <clears throat> about what WWE has done here was last night on SmackDown. Like they're having a Cena and Reigns had another face to face. It was a good, really good segment. And I'm thinking, man, okay, you, you got the fans here. It's a good build. The promo was once again really good from both guys. And then Roman Reigns throws out the stipulation at right at the end about if I don't walk out of a Legion Stadium with the Universal Title. He's something he's gonna leave, da 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 da. And I'm like, you just gave away the result of your freaking main event of your biggest and it's gonna be their biggest show of the year. What are you doing? You're gonna have forty two thousand paid at Allegiant Stadium. And you're just giving away the finish of the main event. What in the heck are you doing? I still don't understand that one. I like scratch my head at that one. I don't know why. I don't want to scratch my head. But I did. That was a shame. I was very upset with that. Because now I think some of the luster of the show has been taken away. I really do. And people have been asking me about Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I, as far as I know, the match is still on. Um, I don't know anything else beyond that. Um, Becky Lynch is right there. So if Sasha is not wrestling on the show, then I think you have a natural replacement there. Um, let's end with this because this is where I will be tonight in such a busy time. This week's been freaking awesome. Probably the best week I've covered in my entire life. Manny Pacquiao, Udana Sugis from the T-Mobile Arena. Yes, in Las Vegas. I have to say that. Make sure you guys check out all my coverage for zone on there. Please do. They'll let me travel a whole lot more. They'll make me travel a whole lot more. So make sure you guys check all that stuff out. Um, this could be the end. This was part of the reason why I'm so honored that I'm here. Because this could be the end of Manny Pacquiao. And it's hard, you know, but we'll see at the end. But it's been the big narrative coming into the week. And we'll see. He's given no... And I felt like he gave me a hint when I talked to him on Tuesday. But then he's been very noncommittal about it since then. So I don't know. I don't know. I've been trying so hard to like really hone in on like his words, his cadence, the emotion... I just haven't been able to hone in on that. But I hope it's not the end because he is a living legend. I've always been a fan of Manny Pacquiao. But this is a tough fight. And you got to give Pacquiao credit. He went from preparing for Ariel Spence. Spence suffers the retinal tear in his left eye. And had to have surgery. I'm glad Ariel Spence is doing well so far. And my prayers are definitely with him. And hopefully he can make a safe return to the ring soon, 
of course, soon, but most importantly, take your time, get healthy. Because I know those retinal tears can take a while. And I, I know there was some hope from the PBC side of that fight, trying to make that fight for the end of January. And I wouldn't be getting my hopes up on that. We'll see. Is it possible? Sure. But I think you would have to make a decision on that. Because Pacquiao has an option on PBC and Pacquiao have a mutual option for another fight. So we'll see what happens. But I know, I just would find it hard to believe if Jordanus, if Pacquiao does what the odds makers are saying he's going to do and win, I just find it hard to believe he'd walk away with a, from a, with a win over you. And this is not a knock on Ugas, but it doesn't hold the same cachet. It doesn't hold the same sexiness. Is an aerial spence. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, and but I give Pacquiao credit because this is a fight he didn't have to take. It was 11 days notice, 12 days notice. It was a fight he didn't have to take. He took it anyway. 11 days notice, whatever you want to call it. So you got to give Manny Pacquiao just a crack ton of credit because it was something he didn't have to do, but he did it anyway. Um, He should win. I think it's going to be, I think the speed factor, the speed, the movement, the punching and combinations, I think it's just going to be too much for Ugas. I think it's going to be a tactical fight for the first couple of rounds. And then I think Manny Pacquiao is really going to hone it in and, and go from there. And I think it's going to be all Manny Pacquiao. And I think Pacquiao, I think Pacquiao wins by decision. I know Ugas is going to try to get in there. He's going to try to be rough with him. And he's going to, if I'm Ugas, I would try to use my weight. Try to use my weight advantage and then then try to make it your fight. But he's going to have to be able to catch up to Manny Pacquiao. And, and I just don't think he has enough speed to do that. I'm going to go with Pacquiao by unanimous decision. Should give my SummerSlam predictions as well. The title matches. I'm going with the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Whether it's Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch. I just... And this isn't a knock on Bianca Belair because I think she's extremely talented. I just don't believe her behind the mic. The athleticism is there. I like her in the ring. I don't buy the phoniness. I can see right through her. Be yourself. You're a very likable person. The athleticism alone is breathtaking in its own right because she's extremely talented. She is the EST. In that essence. But I think it's new SmackDown Women's Champion. I think Charlotte Flair walks out. The Raw Women's Champion. Over Nikki A.S.H. And Rhea Ripley. Um, And this is a prediction. It's not a spoiler. I think. I'm going to go with Lashley retaining. I don't feel confident in this pick. Because there's a part of me that senses a cash-in tonight. I sense a biggie cash-in on the winner of Lashley and Bill Goldberg. Um, or I expect a biggie cash-in in the main event. But I'm going with... I'm going with uh, Bobby Lashley 
to retain the almighty WWE Championship. In the main event, I'm going with Roman Reigns. He's going to beat John Cena. John Cena will not make history. Roman Reigns will remain the head of the table and remain the WWE Universal Champion. Realize we've went 45 minutes. Don't forget, guys, subscribe. It's simple. Subscribe to the Walkway to Fight Club. Pretty simple. Let's hit the subscribe button. Type in Walkway to Fight Club. Hit subscribe. Boom, bang, boom. We're good to go. Plain and simple. Leave a nice and kind review and rate the podcast five stars. And it's available everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. Hit subscribe. And every time a new podcast comes up, it'll be there for you guys. I will have a recap of SummerSlam. I'm going I'm to somehow watch, still watch the show and cover Pacquiao Ugas at the same time. I'll have a Pacquiao Ugas recap. I'll have a SummerSlam recap. And we'll have some fun. And that'll be up er- very early tomorrow morning. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and this is Steven Mielhausen. And I will talk to you guys later. Mwah! Adios, muchachos.